Welcome back to another episode of Content Secrets. Uh, today, we're talking about how to get your first 1,000 followers. So I'm going to talk about this in a five-phase approach that I try and follow when creating content for all my clients and myself. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Lucas Styles. I am a video production and marketing agency owner, and uh, I want to help you create better content. So phase one is you make something and you post it. Something, sometime, somewhere. It's that simple. It can be a video. It can be a photo it can be text it doesn't matter the format you just post something that's phase one the most basic form of creating content phase two is you post something consistently even once a week or once a month is consistent you just need to have some sort of schedule uh, imagine youtube you can put out a quality docu-series once a month and that would be more than enough to fulfill your schedule or an editor's schedule so it's really about perspective of the platform that you're using uh, if you're using something like instagram you might start off with making posts twice a week i think it's important to be aware of that difference because people can get confused when they hear you need to be posting every day, seven days a week. Well, yes, that would be great, but it also depends on what platform you're on, how many people you have helping you. So just be careful of what advice you're taking because it, not all advice is tailored to your situation. Phase three is a big expansion and objective switch. You post reliably and you do it on all platforms. You go from zero to one on every platform. This can be Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube Shorts. Those are all the ones that I'm working on right now and Spotify um, in terms of podcasts. So I'm on a lot of things and I think this is my limit right now personally for what I can do with one extra person helping me. Um, those are the main platforms that I just listed, but you also have things like LinkedIn, Threads, Twitter, I didn't even mention, and Facebook. So there's so many different platforms for someone who really wants to go for it and maximize their output. Phase four, you go from posting once on a regular basis to maximizing your output on each platform. Now, as you should know by now, short form can be maximized a lot more and uh, long form, I think, three times a week is great. Of course, again, depending on your industry and your niche and your style of content, it really all depends on all those things uh, for how much you can post and what uh, quote unquote maximized would be. If you're doing informational type stuff like mine, like uh, my content would be, I think maybe twice a week is good. Three times a week would be great, but that requires a lot of capital and a lot of money to get that started. If you're doing, again, like a video essay, once a week or once every other week, that's great. Probably not maximized, but it's a good place to start. Now you wanna crank the volume on all of the platforms at the same time. I mean, this is, you really have editors working for you. Maybe you have an agency. An agency would be really great to help you out or even an in-house team, depending on how big your uh, business is. And actually, we're just gonna skip phase five because it doesn't have anything to do with growing uh, on your platform. It's more just about capturing your audience and extracting value from them. In order to know what is quality, it takes reps to get good. Uh, in the beginning, it is going to suck because you probably don't know what exactly the market is looking for. Very rarely people start off with getting 100,000 views. It's uh, That's just the fact. I saw a recent study where they looked at successful YouTube creators. Surprisingly enough, it wasn't time that was the um, denominator. I think that's the saying, you know, the common denominator. Um, it was actually the number of videos that they had produced. So they could have been on the platform for 10 years and created a thousand videos, but then there could also be a creator that's only been on for two years and created a thousand videos. So the videos is more of a factor than the amount of time. 
which I thought was interesting. So where does gaining followers come into this? I think that framing your success on the amount of followers gained can be a double-sided uh, edge, sword, something, because it is an important metric, um, but it's not the most important metric, in my opinion. Uh, for example, would you rather have 100 people follow you that are very interested in your product and your service and are hyperactive in that niche? Or would you have a thousand people follow you who don't have any interest in buying from you? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. I know which one I would choose. And all this to say that the easiest to track analytics aren't always the most important. You can get to 1,000 followers at phase two. It's really just about consistency and making a reward in content similar to what people are used to consuming. So if you're trying to create for an audience that likes gym content, then you should look at other gym creators, see what they're doing, see who's finding success, and try and make your content, not copy, but look like theirs. Because if people are liking what they're watching on this other creator's account and they're feeling rewarded from it then you can also use that same structure and people will see your content and if it's as good or better they will expect to be rewarded from yours as well and watch all the way through because they've seen that type of content before so to get to 1000 followers i think it's really just about consistency and making that rewarding content those are the two main drivers that i would think about uh, if you're still under that 1000 follower mark but I want to talk about what content does for you in the beginning. When someone hears of you for the first time through an affiliate or a paid ad, what do they do? They go to your Instagram or website and they look up to see if you're legit. Basically, the only test you have to pass there is you have to have posted something recently that isn't bad. Content also provides value in advance so that they think if they pay you, they're going to get even more value and get what they want. So it's almost like a proof of concept for your service or your product. And it helps the sales team out. If you have a bigger sales team, um, they can have a better idea of what already works because you can look at what performs well in your content and what people are have questions about or what people like to watch. And then salespeople can use that on prospects and cold calls to um, just have better scripts. And if you are above that phase two mark, if you're in phase three, four, and five, it's going to be beyond your reach and you'll need leverage in the form of labor. Having people who are specialists on each of these platforms to get you ahead of the game is so helpful. And skipping that time that it would take to learn all the platforms and fail a bunch of times at content is super helpful to have, you know, uh, an agency or a videographer um, editor come in and help you with those things because you're just you're basically shortcutting a bunch of other people's failures which is perfect so if you guys did enjoy this episode make sure you rate and review the show and i will see you in the next episode